Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on today's, which I'm super excited about, today is all about music and the paranormal and its correlation and its relationship with each other, with each other. So, like, we're going to break down, like, why the paranormal is a subject in, like, rock music and stuff like that. And metal! And also, kind of like, you know, like, when you go to a, a site, right? Like, an investigation site, and sometimes you'll hear drums if it's, like, a heavy Native American type of situation or um, stuff like that. And I, as a psychic, kind of want to talk about my relationship with music and how I use it to connect on a psych- psychic level. Um, this is probably one of my favorite subjects to talk about because I always talk about music and you know, deep dive, deep little dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive into, um, we're going to deep dive into uh, a little bit about me and Megan's music taste. I mean, you already kind of yeah. assume as much as that we're metal fans, but we'll probably talk about our favorite bands and stuff like that and yeah. how, they almost circleize, circle around the paranormal. Yeah. But, um, haunted update? Uh, yeah. So we, well, a little bit before that to kind of add on to that. Mm. Um, haunted updates, um, from the web and moral last time we were there. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but, um, this, not, not what happened, but we talked about where we went. Um, amongst several things, I guess that kind of happened. Um, one of the most memorial, memorial, I don't know what's, I can't talk today. <laughs> One of the most memorable things that happened, uh, was when we were upstairs, um, and we like to call it a question mark room just cause we saw a floating question mark in there. Yeah. That was pretty intense. Yeah. It was like a, a string anomaly, but it was in the shape of a question. Like a question mark with a yeah. little dot at the bottom too. It was weird. Yeah. I know we probably should have floated here. So you guys are like, what? I want to see that. Uh, you guys are going to know Coral Paranormal to find that. That paranormal team we're part of. I don't think they posted it yet. Yeah. It might be something in the future. Okay. Um, but yeah, when they do, pay attention to that. Uh, with me and Brandon were upstairs, um, I think we were doing teams of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was me, Brandon, and Brad. Uh, we were upstairs, and I, were, I was going into the question mark room, and I saw what looked like a small shape of like I, I, it was like the size of a cat, but it was a little bit bigger, but it almost moved like a person, like it was yeah. crawling on their hands and feet. And it ran into the wall and disappeared. What? Why do you keep... Ign- so yeah, that thing crawling into the wall. And then I saw it again as we left the room and went across the hall. Because the, the way the building's set up is like a, a four-way hallway. Mm-hmm. Almost one hallway. And it's like they go, you can left or right in some spots. But four, there's one hallway and there's four rooms. And one of the other rooms that we were walking across to go into, it's kind of split into two. There's mm-hmm. one big room kind of split into two. Um, I guess it was used for like storage or something. And we walked in there and I saw it again, but it moved underneath chairs into the, like the back area where nothing could really fit. Yeah. So I was like, holy crap when I saw that. Yeah. No, I, when we were there, I mean, it was a bunch of kind of like more like psychic stuff for me, like, you know, getting messages from the, Stuff that was there. But I did see a cat. Like, it was like a cat just walking the hall. It was pretty, pretty weird. I was like, whoa, is that a cat? Like, <laughs> it's weird. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that like stood out. Um, you could actually see like footage and like photos of the Web Memorial Library, just in case you guys want to get like a visual of what we were talking about. Um, if you go to North Quarter Power, Paranormal. I said no power. Power. <laughs> power normal. <laughs> no quarter paranormal. Um, if you go to them, um, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, TikTok, all of that. Um, you can see like actual like footage around the outside of the building. Um, so you can kind of see, you know, get a visual. I know I'm like a visual person. So, um, yeah. 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 But nothing like crazy. Like, um, I think I think it was a lot of communication like on the SB7 and like stuff like that but as far as like you know hardcore evidence I don't think no. we got that that much at that time. Yeah. Doesn't mean things didn't happen it's just we weren't able to catch yeah. it on video. So but on to today's subject. One of my favorite subjects. Now, um I guess to start it off so people understand, um I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Well, I 
I don't know if you ever not stop being a musician, but uh, I played in bands well through my teens and twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one that I recorded something with, you probably find online somewhere, probably YouTube or something, was a band called Aurorian, um, which I think means the beginning of or in some language. I don't remember which one. Um, yeah, if you look up Aurorian, A U R O R E A N. I know it's like really difficult to spell, but I I had to say it so many times to people when I told them, like, "Hey, what brand are you in?" Um, that I, I remember. How do you spell it? A O U O U N. And I've I've been I've been playing music for a long time, and it always became a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a one <laughs> one of the main reasons, not the reason, but one of the main reasons I married you. Yeah, because you I'm... were also a metalhead. Yeah, no, I like like heavy music, so yeah. Um, and we say heavy. We're not talking about like Metallica or like like Lamb of God. No, I'm talking like Black Dahlia Murder, Impending Doom, uh, Whitechapel, uh, uh, Infinite Annihilator. You know, bands that are just heavy and brutal. Yeah, yeah, and there's, yeah. there's other stuff we listen to as well. I, mostly everything is the rock genre. Yeah, I think I think yeah. I stay pretty much like. When I don't want something so aggressive, kind of, I kind of stay more in like indie rock or like folk indie rock, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it depends on my mood. And that's like kind of interesting because like I use music a lot, like for meditation. Like sometimes I listen to like the calming sounds and stuff like that, but I find I get like my best like downloads and messages and stuff like that when I'm listening to actual like music. Metal um, is actual music. What are you implying? No, 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 just kidding. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is like, like, not just like frequencies and like humming and stuff like that. You know? Oh yeah, like meditation. Meditate. Music, yeah. Like when I actually, um, kind of weird. Like sometimes I listen to like film scores. Um, for some reason that that does a lot for me, like meditation wise. You know, and sometimes I do like the high frequency stuff. But yeah, I just I have a like a playlist that's like. It depends on the mood that I'm in too. Oh yeah, like, the same when it comes to like like sometimes I listen to psychobilly, sometimes I listen to like classic rock or alternative or indie or like like straight death metal or like old metal, which is like, like heavy stuff. Too. What recently started, you know, with my abilities too is that I notice if a song is stuck in my head, completely stuck in my head, and it's just nonstop, and I'm like, I don't even know why I like this song even like like listening to it don't you hate that when you wake up in the morning like a song that you don't like is in your head playing mm-hmm. yeah tiktok has a lot to do with that with me well, God, it's the same goddamn six songs over and over again for everybody's videos <laughs> but um but sometimes like a song will like stay in my head and i'll look up the lyrics and it's what i need to hear it's crazy hmm. like i don't really listen i mean i've there's a couple songs i'm fine with with billy eilish and there's a couple songs by khalid that i listen to and i'm like artist another song- one Huh? You said Khalid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyways, so there is a song called Lonely, and it was just like non- Justin Bieber. No. Oh. By Billie Eilish and Khalid. You should be getting mad at me. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so um, it just kept going on and going on and going on, and so I eventually looked up the lyrics, and it is exactly what I need needed to hear. But it's crazy too. Because I actually connect a heavier connection with music, with people in a sense of like the abilities. Like I notice, um, for instance, like you had a friend that passed and you were just curious if I could connect with him or kind of like, you know. You've done that with, with other people as well. You, it, I don't know if that's a direct gift to you, yours or something like that, but essentially is that for anyone who's listening, Megan has an ability that if she needs to communicate with somebody who's passed, um, she needs two things. She needs to see their face and she needs to know what band or artist that she, they liked a lot because music has a connection to people as mm-hmm. well, everyone particularly, but if there's a certain artist that you like more than anybody you listen to that has a connection with you. So if you hear that artist, you automatically ears tune up and you're like, Ooh, who's listening to that? And like your favorite band or favorite artist whatsoever. And that is what you use to connect with me actually with, with, um, with my friend, with Metallica, because me and him, well, mm-hmm. that's the one thing we bond over majority when we first met. Well, here's the crazy thing. So I've never seen, I've, this was before me and Isaac got together. So I never saw him. He passed before. Yeah. Um, so he was saying that the Saint Anger album by Metallica Nerf. was like his favorite. And so, Worst one. <laughs> and so I played that and, you know, it slowly kind of like drifts me and like, 
for a while, like how they were coming to me, like people that I was actually seeing, like of some, you know, somebody's family member or something like that, they would come to me. It was like almost a room, but it was a room specific to them. Like it might be their bedroom. It might be, um, like a house they grew up in. Anyways, he, I started playing the song, you know, my head kind of, kind of channeling him, kind of like, you know, saying his name, kind of, you know, are you there kind of thing. And I was able to pinpoint, he was in his living room and he was like headbanging. And I was able to pinpoint clothes that he wore. I was able to pinpoint his living room, which I've never been in. So... I'm not comfortable enough to do that with everybody. Like, I feel like I'm still kind of like harnessing abilities and stuff like that. But that was like my next level of ability wise. And for me, like music, like connects, like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it, I don't know if I'm trying to connect with something more. Like I want to kind of test the idea if like we go into a place and there's a ghost, from like a specific time period, right? If we played music associated to that time period that they were alive would that supercharge the activity i think the web time period for them is is scattered yeah it's probably well over like four or five different decades well i feel like a lot of (laughs) the spirits there especially like the owners the webs and stuff like that i feel like they're because like when i was there last time they made me feel like they made me pay attention to the books they made me pay attention to um like the president pictures made me pay attention to like historical figures. So they gave me the the idea of, you know, like they really valued like literature and learning and history and stuff like that. So classical music. music. And I also feel like the doctor that's, you know, left behind there, that's staying there, that's haunting the place as well. His is also kind of classical music because they remind me of the very much like the intellectual, the like, like they want to learn they're kind of like you know like that so it makes me feel like you know like that kind of music would probably be up their alley oh susan put on on the record of the beethoven's fifth again yeah like like intellectual Hmm. like classical beethoven that type of stuff oh fun fact about beethoven he was the first metalhead yeah yeah Yeah. you're like what the hell you mean he broke his damn pianos when he played them because he played them so hard and heavy. And every music he played at was out of anger and passion. Yeah. Which yeah. is essentially the formula for metal. Yeah. So, yeah. First metal head. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I just tell people that, like, what? No, he's not. He didn't, a lot of his music was aggressive. I think, too, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe the joy that people get from music, the release of emotions from music. I think that, too, like. Well, like all things, I have theories. What did I talk about right now? What? I thought I heard something for a second. Mm. I don't know. I guess I'll find. No, but I'm editing. Yeah. Um, but I guess before I get to those things, uh, one of the things I like want to talk about is how punk, metal, rock, most of genres like that, something that's seen as the music of the macabre or the, uh, the, the strange and stuff like that, they always take elements out of horror. And out of the paranormal, especially mm-hmm. with ghosts, goblins, vampires, demons, anything like that, mm-hmm. is ups- obsessed with and used with. And mostly is, is a sense of fear, because most of those things we fear. Mm-hmm. And metal music is an expression of, of emotion, whether mm-hmm. aggression, hate, or, or just straight passion from what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, what's his face? Uh, the comedian, uh, Brian Prosane. Mm-hmm. Probably don't know who the hell I'm talking about. No. He's like the comedian's comedian when it comes to metal music. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He said there's no one more passionate about music than metal heads, mostly because uh you can't think of somebody yelling, you know, like uh like R R and B, yeah you know, yeah. something like that. You know. Yeah. You hear people yelling to certain band from a certain genre when it comes to metal music and stuff like that. So that level of passion that associated with um with that level of emotion and plus a lot of those things upset the norm, right? Yeah. Ghoulish things upset the norm. And they're mostly like a lot of things, is out to piss off your parents. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they chose those kind of subjects, especially punk. When it comes to that punk, like they take ideas from like ghouls and goblins and stuff like that, especially like horror punk, like the misfits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and old AFI, which is, uh, I guess a fun fact, another one is my favorite band. Yeah. If you people want to know, I would say it's your favorite band. 
AFI. So, see, with him, his estate is the same. He's even got Since a tattoo. 2001, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, mine kind of like changes over like t- time, and it's always like a couple years that it evolves. But my personal favorite, uh, it's kind of like a tie between Norma Jean and Fitver King. Still. You keep switching. Like, like, like what five, six years ago it was Winds of Plague. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time, it was Winds of Plague. <laughs> I saw them live too. They were really good. Yeah. Um, speaking of metal music and stuff, um, make sure you check out, and it's a little like side note, make sure you check out, um, we're doing a bonus episode with a, uh, can't wait till the end. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I just want to say it because I'm so excited about yeah. it. Uh, a TikTok rocker. <laughs> I don't know. I think that term is funny. Anyways, um, she basically talks all about metal music and rock music in general. And, you know, she gives like facts about, uh, bands and like, uh, I tend to go to her stuff like when, um, I'm trying to like, I need to update my playlist and I'm trying to look back on songs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So she's going to be on, but she also urban explores and paranormal investigates. So perfect mashing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially this episode. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Um, like, I know the Misfits for, for sure, majority of their music was based on it. Uh, even bands, but I don't particularly like just because their subject matter, but like Ghost, who mm-hmm. their entire subject matter is, you know, anti-religion, anti-Christ and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They've taken that subject and most people like them just for the sound and probably care less about their choice of lyrics and stuff like that. Um, like Black Metal's whole focus is on, you know, demonic stuff is that probably a reason why I don't listen to it. Yeah. And then, you know, other bands in the opposite, since I've, you know, Christian rock and Christian metalcore, like Fit for a King. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think too, going off of that yeah. real quick, I think too, it shows like society's weird viewing of rock music because a lot, like a lot of the bands that are ended that are Christian bands that are heavier, yeah. they automatically, the heavier the music, they automatically think it's demonic stuff. Oh yeah, that's, and that's it's, normies. And it's, like someone automatically tells me that they know nothing about metal or rock music when they say, "Oh, is that screamo?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Obviously, you don't listen to it. You know nothing about it. You heard that term somewhere once. Sorry, yeah. it's one of my my grind gear. Grind oh, yeah, you, I mean, you <laughs> like you know did that kind of music, so I can understand. And well, I actually played screamo air quotations. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, you're able to scream too. That's another thing. Oh, yeah, I was a metal vocalist and for a while. And for anybody that's listening, that's kind of like an outsider. And I know this episode isn't like super paranormal and super chilling, but we thought we'd give you a little bit of a break from the creepy pastas because that was a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of like darker stuff. But um, I, I think that um, there's so much like misconstruction about metal music like like for instance i'll give you a good example like my sister doesn't listen to rock music at all right just listens to um kind of like pop music like ariana grande that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right and i remember she was like i don't know how you can listen to that angry music it's it's so angry there's like i can't even understand what they're saying but I think a lot of times with metal lis- music listeners and things, it's the, it's the umph behind the lyrics, the umph behind the playing. It's the feeling you get at a concert. Because I remember she doesn't, now she doesn't like metal music, mm. but we took her to that Halloween show, that concert. Was it, and uh, by Ice golly. And Kills? Yeah, Ice Nine Kills and it was like, No, it was Attila. It was. Ice Nine Kills. Ice Nine Kills. It was, it was like, was the opener. Make Me Famous too was on there. Yeah. It was like, it was a great show. Yeah. I was like, whew. Anyways, I was dressed like Ezio Auditore. And I was dressed like Megan Fox from Jonah Hill. <laughs> it, was, it was a last minute costume thing. Yeah. Anyways, so she doesn't even know who these bands are, right? All of a sudden I look to the right of me and she is literally losing her shit, like jumping up and down. I'm like, do you even know what the lyric is? And she's like, no, but it's so much energy and so much fun. And I think that's like with music in general. And I think that's why it leaves such a ripple effect, even in the afterlife is like, it, oh, there's so much emotion, so much, you know, like even you think even in the beginning of time, there was music of yeah. some sort. So, well, I mean, 
metal music particularly has its association with paranormal. That's what I, I meant the point I was trying mm-hmm. to get, especially with punk and rock and indie stuff yeah. like that. They associate it with the lyrics and with their themes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, psychobilly, which most people are like, what? What is that? Uh, is rockabilly. I'm like, what? What is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, ever heard Brian Setzer of the Stray Cats? You've heard the genre of music on the, the radio somewhere and you're like, oh, okay. But essentially it's like, 50s-style music mixed with current punk with a horror-themed, um, I think, was it Nick 13 from Tiger Army said it best, with a swift kick in the ass of punk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is what Psychobilly essentially is. And Psychobilly, 90% of the lyrics, all horror-themed. Yeah. Like, I can't think of one band that does not have a song about ghouls and the goblins, you know, something like yeah. that. That's come out as <laughs> Like that impression. Oh my god! Uh, that's that sound like that. Especially a band called Madsen, which is probably one of my favorite psychobilly bands. They're all songs like not about horror, about voodoo, about uh, like either picking like a famous murderer from the past, like like it's like that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. And and that's what I always like. But it's more than that when it comes to music in general, Mm -hmm. right? Do you know the difference between major and minor chords? No. Major, in, in all simplicity, major mm-hmm. chords are happy chords, and mm-hmm. minor chords are sad chords, mm-hmm. right? That's my music teacher said. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason why most old school psalms and praise music is all played in major chords, to sound upbeat, to sound happy, mm-hmm. because minor chords to them were of the devil. Oh, yeah. So that's why they never really played them. I remember there's one chord specifically called the devil's chord, oh, just because yeah. it's associated with dark when you hear it, right? Um, but music has a power, especially old school music. Uh, there's a song called the uh, Vampire Masquerade. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Whatever. It sounds like real, like, you know, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Vampire style music, right? Like yeah. that old, like gypsy style stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, instantly first hearing it, your first thoughts go to dark, vampiric, like just, just it pops in your brain because mm-hmm. majority of that music is associated with that, that imagery because it matches. Yeah. Like when you hear like a, 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 a steel guitar, like, you automatically think of like a desert and cowboys, right? Yeah. It triggers that, that thought process. So certain notes can create that. Even songs are written back way like in the, like the 1700s and before then. There's one, I think it's called like uh, Gothic Mystique or something like that. Mm-hmm. The whole song sounds like, oh, this is what they'd be playing if you like, you looked into the gates of hell. Like that kind of like, oh, geez. that sounds how it sounds, that, that macabre sound. And too, yeah. I like too with music, they do it in films a lot, like horror movies. Yeah. Like when they pick a song that is like happy, but it's like Oh, a with suspense. like imagery, with it's like, a like suspense. Like, oh, that song, Wilson. I hate that song. That song was ruined for. I mean, granted, it's a creepy song the way he sings it. Yeah, but then it's associated with my, insidious. Well, yeah, a it's, funny it's, story that's like tied in with that is like my sister. She's got a pretty good voice, and she can like get his pitch and like sound exactly like him. And I remember. Uh, like she would randomly, like I'd be randomly doing stuff in the house. And she'd be like, tiptoe to the window. And I'm like, if you, cause what, what was the movie? Insidious. Yeah. That it was like, was big it, in, that yeah. was a song that Demon listened to when it was, when he was around, it was playing. Well, you know, like there was a movie that came out that I couldn't listen to cause I liked the doors, mm-hmm. but I couldn't listen to people are strange for the longest time because every time the demon would come, it was, all the time when that guy was listening to that. Well, I can't listen to Nights in White Satin anymore because now I get imagery of Michael killing people. Oh, yeah. From, from the original Halloween. No, the Halloween a, redid and Rob Zombie did. That's like, especially covers of it. There's been a couple artists Nights recently. in White Satin. I don't know why I like that song. I like that song a lot. Yeah, um, now to see Michael fucking just stabbing the see, shit See, I haven't, I, like, <laughs> I don't know why I don't remember that scene. So like, yeah, it didn't ruin it for me. I'm trying to think, like, even he was in the insane asylum. He was escaping, and it was playing over like a music video over the intercom. Like mm-hmm. someone was watching the security room, and that's well, why I remember that. Um, in Strangers, they played like it almost sounded like Johnny Cash, but I know it wasn't Johnny Cash. But when they were like trying to, like the guy was coming in the house or whatever, in Strangers, they were playing that song, and I was like. That's because it, it gives you a mixed weird feeling, and that's like why a, I think that's like, why they um, do that. Did you know too? In certain movies, they will play a low frequency to give you an uneasy feeling. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's a new thing to be done. Um, like I, I would say like the best intense score I've heard in horror films that make, made, made me go, huh, when I was listening to it mm-hmm. and watching the movie was Insidious. Oh yeah. Especially the opening part where it's like quiet and all of a sudden it hits it's like that loud, like, yeah. right? And it's like, every, that freaked everybody out in the beginning. That's, you know, how it started out. And that's like was perfect and how music can create that certain notes can create feeling of dread when you mm-hmm. hear it because it's associated with certain imagery. Unless, like we said before, mm-hmm. like a song that's supposed to be happy, like you know, like something from the Beatles or something, is playing while you see people getting massacred and chopped up and eaten or something Ew. like that, right? Yeah. So it, it it's that that opposite. It's what you're seeing and what the music's supposed to make you feel are two different, and that creates an odd sensation. Is what and most times film, which is funny, it's like, <laughs> but it, it, I felt like we were talking about film and supposed to be talking about music, but it, it works in hand in hand. Yeah. Um, creates to create that mood. And speaking of frequencies, mm-hmm. uh, another thing we could talk about, uh, meditation music, mm-hmm. especially ones that are built on frequencies. And you see like, uh, the hertz. Like, mm-hmm. If you look at meditation music on YouTube, like you see like something says, oh, like uh, decalcifying your penile gland at 430 or 432 hertz, right? Mm-hmm. Hertz, right? The frequencies mm-hmm. of Hertz as works with vibrations and as it creates, um, certain sounds. Now they'll play like calming, like ambient music, mm-hmm. but the Hertz is what you hear or don't hear depending on its volume level within the song. Mm-hmm. And that, that vibration affects you, which is one of my theories is that humans like mm-hmm. us, our physical forms are built in vibrations, right? And certain vibrations, when it hits us, attuned to us that's why i think some people particularly flock to one genre of music than the other because oh, of how yeah. it vibrates with them mm-hmm. people say i'm vibing right yeah you think the uh gen x is for that one uh but yeah how it 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 vibrates with your frequency that you yeah. or you right mine's very aggressive so that's why i like metal and particularly like that or anything upbeat and fast yeah um that hits hard you know what's weird mm. is that I know we've been meditating and trying to go to sleep, listening to that high frequency mm-hmm. music and stuff like that, depending on the Hertz level mm-hmm. and anything from like on like releasing your chakras or something like that. Mm-hmm. But one music that I found that it was strange that would help me meditate is from a band called Polyphia. Mm-hmm. They're instrumental mm-hmm. and they're very technical, progressive, like rock. Yeah. I don't want to say metal per se, but their guitar work is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, as a guitar and drummer, I think they just have a random bass player, but there's just two musicians and a lot of stuff they play. And if anyone wants to check them out, you know, check them out. They're pretty good. But you know, it was the chaos, I guess, controlled chaos that helped me focus because my mind, interesting. how it works, it helped me flow better than just listening to like ambient music at a low level and stuff like that, uh, with a certain frequency in there. I actually found that I can concentrate and connect with something that's, more complex yeah yeah well like for me i know like i said like i tend to go to film scores a lot but like i know it it sounds funny but like one like it depends if i'm outside and i'm kind of meditating i noticed with me the titanic soundtrack (laughs) i just i know like you know the the first part where it's like Oh, I don't know what you, were you know, okay. Sorry. I have a horrible singing voice. Anyways, <laughs> horrible. Anyways, like that was one talent God did not grant me with. Anyways. So, um, but that one, I don't know. It's like almost like angelic singing in the background or like siren singing kind of in the background. Um, that I tend to like go to like instrumental, like very like soothing, like, it works wonders when I'm outside. Like if you're sitting and you're kind of like not sunbathing, but kind of like just chilling in the, you know, nature and the sun and everything. I get a lot of information from that. It, it And to me, it depends. And I've had weird stuff where like I put my phone on shuffle and I've gotten messages from a song that was played next. Hmm. That makes sense. So it's kind of interesting. But. The hurts thing mm-hmm. I was talking about, um, it actually can connect to the other side. Yeah. Um, I forgot what episode of Ghost Ventures it was, but they were trying to do an experiment over long before Zoom existed. I forgot what the actual program they used, but it basically like Zoom, where four, di- four different locations across the United States that were haunted that they had different paranormal teams at that they all connected. Um, and I believe they were at Bobby Mac. No, they weren't. They, they weren't at Bobby Mackey's, but they're connected to someone who's at Bobby Mackey's. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of the guys that they, at their location, I forgot where it was, um, 
they had a guy with a frequency machine. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the, the name of the machine was, but basically it, you can change the dials and it, it created a tone that was based on frequency. Mm-hmm. And the more he turned it up or turned it down, depending on the situation, would call in certain spirits. And I remember when he had it at a low frequency, they started getting stuff through Bobby Mackey's that was coming through the speakers. Mm. Once it enter, like it was loud and deep. And then once it demon and other like different things would come through. Yeah, that makes sense. And he would change the high frequency and just stuff like that. And they would get different spirits coming in. Which, um, that technology, I don't know if it works well with, with the idea of creating uh, a white noise. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about white noise, it's basically blank airspace, mm-hmm. right? That gains, uh, spirits and ability to speak through, like a spirit box, which spirit boxes or SB7s, they run through, uh, radio stations. So, going through stations. Which that's like one of my favorite pieces of equipment. To create a constant white noise that can be, can't be debunked. And that's what's, yeah. I guess, the main purpose of it. Excuse me. Um, but I forgot what the point I was making. Yeah, with the frequency and stuff like that. I believe that certain hertz or certain frequency vibrations can connect with the other side and almost create a bridge. Yeah. Um, to connect with spirit and stuff like that. Uh, when it comes to, <laughs> uh, creatures, mm-hmm. um, Especially things of like the cryptoid or something like that. I've never heard. I guarantee there's probably, you know, like Yami probably say something with it. Yeah. Uh, but I've never heard of certain frequencies or, or, or music that would connect with the cryptoid and make it draw in. Like I can't think of anything that, like I've ever heard saying like, oh, don't play this because Bigfoot will, you know, roll into your, your house or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I know with, with ghosts and spirits and stuff like that, um, sometimes you would hear whistling mm-hmm. or someone humming music. Right, mm-hmm. humming a tune, and that's why I always believed 100 percent that music had a connection. It's almost a universal language, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what language you speak, but music everyone can understand, yeah. regardless of lyrics, right? Because I listen to music in Spanish, yeah. like cumbias and other stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I know about half of what's being said. Well, I think too, but, it also connects yeah. to your heritage. You know well, yeah. what I mean? Like cumbias, obviously, with you, with the you know your Mexican culture, and, yeah. Um. Even me, like, you know, I'm Italian, so there's things. And then there's na- obviously Native American stuff. And I'm just trying to think, I've never heard you listen to any Italian music. <laughs> no, I do, like, on my own. There's, like, yeah. some stuff. Um, there's, like, some Italian American artists, too, that, you know, like Lady Gaga has a song. She speaks in Italian. It's called Americano. Well, she is Italian. So. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> people are like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Her real name is, like, Stefiano. Stefiano. Like, Stephanie. Stephanie. So why did you say Stefiano? It's, it's Italian. It's Italian. So why did you say Stefiano? Because that's like the Italian version of saying Stephanie. That sounds Stephanie. like. What's the Italian way no, you say Stephanie? It's like you cannot add just EO. No, there, it, it to sounds everything. like. What is the Italian way of saying Stephanie? I don't know. It's, I think Stephanie is literally an Italian. No, there's an Italian way of saying Stephanie. Like my Spanish version of my name is Isaac. Right? It's not Isaac. It's Isaac. There's an Italian way of saying Stephanie. That's her name. I guess it's like Stephanie with like an accent. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like, like it's not like Stephanie. It's like Stefio. Like it's something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um. You know, funny enough. Um. There was there was a there's a, a there was a what was I was trying to say. Me and my brother wanted to start a band mm-hmm. that the theme of every album would be horror based mm-hmm. and we would call it ghost core ghost core oh metal core you know yeah. something. um and our first album would be seven songs and essentially each one would be based on like the paranormal and we thought it'd be really cool to add a adding actual evps in the songs oh dang all right they'd be good that extra level of creepiness not knowing now how spirits can travel through certain things and- yeah so <laughs> We would be spreading, you know, paranormal stuff to people's homes. Yeah. yeah. Which that's something that I, we've kind of like thought about recently is that, um, is a little bit away from music, but, um, the idea, cause I saw a bunch of TikToks about different paranormal people and like I knew things could travel through like the internet and like, for instance, in the Zoom meeting, you guys can kind of like, because that's happened to us where yeah. like stuff over here has went over there and stuff over there has gone to here you know and that was before we kind of knew a lot about protecting and all that stuff so um 
So I was watching a couple of TikToks and they had ability, they had abilities and they were saying they have to be very careful, especially with abilities that they, that cause things can travel through. And this one lady was talking about how she, you know, she watches ghost adventures. She has abilities. And she said there was one time where they went to Ireland and there was, she just got a bad feeling. Like she told her husband, stop it. Stop. Like, do not, do not watch it even further. And so. A couple hours later, they, she noticed, because she normally keeps her house protected, but she said she noticed this shadow figure, and it was like, she just got a bad feeling. Anyways, long story short, they had to, like, bless the house because something she believes came through. And there's a bunch of other TikTokers that kind of, like, you know, have abilities that have said, like, there was this one lady that she keeps, like, I guess a ruiner's, I always don't know how to say this, but it's S-I-G-I-L, Sigil? A Sigil? Sigil, 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 whatever, however you say it. Sigil, there you go. She keeps one written, you know, a protection one on a piece of paper inside her phone case, right? So nothing can, so basically if anything tries to come through her phone from watching a video, it's halted. Mm. And then she keeps one taped to the back of her TV. And so if anything from watching something tries to come through. You want to know know why that's possible for spirits to do that? hmm. Because my theory about the fourth dimension with time and space don't exist, or at least there's more freedom than there is on the third, yeah. is where spirits are from. So to them, time and space doesn't exist. So when you're watching a video of them, a possession or anything like that, mm-hmm. to that spirit, that is happening then and there to them. So when you're watching it and they can see that you're a medium, they can come through because it's not five years ago when you're watching it. To it's them, kind of, yeah. it's right now. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like – and I remember she was saying too, like even – if you don't want to or you don't mean to, depending, you could tap into that. Yeah. That's why, like, certain things, um, like, certain evidence, be careful because it can kind of come through, I guess. Like, if you you see a photo and it's a photo of, like, something that's there that you caught that's maybe demonic, it could kind of come through or have an effect on you. You know what I mean? Mm. So, because um, wasn't it at the beginning of Demon House they warned you about watching it? Yeah. Yeah. And so we actually have a thing. We don't know a hundred percent, but so anybody that's listened to our episodes know that on Halloween night, Isaac absorbed something with his abilities in the backyard that was very, very dark. Very, very dark. Yeah. Leading up to that, we had watched the Demon House what like twice. I, well, I seen Demon House once before, before I had any my abilities what I mm-hmm. have now. And then I watched it again a few days before Halloween because I was like, oh, I'm in a spooky mood, right? So I had watched it again. And then that's when you came in when I was watching it saying that's somebody in the corner. You saw this. You saw a dark shadow around Zach. Um, and that's what made me think mm-hmm. that. And then no, I saw a shadow leaking out of Zach yeah. when he was getting pissed. And, you know, a couple of days later, which was Halloween, when I was outside barbecuing with Killian out there, that's when I felt, I saw the shadow figure, like a thick one, move, Mm -hmm. break the light and move my left to the backyard area. And that's when I walked towards it. And that's when I felt it with my right hand and I I pulled it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the energy coming out of it is unlike anything I've ever felt in any investigation I've done since then. Mm -hmm. Everything I've done since then has been what I would call smoke, which is like, it's, it's, it's tangible. I can feel it. I can pull it, but it's not going to cause me a lot of pain. And then yeah. there's sand, which of course like a thicker material, but still movable, shapeable. I can pull it and it causes me a little bit of pain. But this, this was like liquid electricity. Yeah. It was thick. It was coarse and, and it was powerful. It was crazy because like I was trying, I closed my eyes, right? And you know, like Isaac can feel stuff with his hands, but I can kind of like see things up in my third eye, in my head, that kind of thing. And so I close my eyes because sometimes, you know, you can get your bearings a little bit better by not seeing everything kind of like you're just going off true intuition, true. like. And I went to it and as soon as I got to where I think it was at, it was like, Megan. It was like, it was intense. I was like, pull Isaac. But yeah, so I told him to pull and, you know, it, whatever. But, and that was before like he truly, you know, embraced his abilities. So... (laughs) Yeah, so, and it explains why certain videos... Yeah, I just remembered something. I guess it correlates with music. I was listening to Sean James' song, Hellhound, when that happened. Outside. Dang. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, I don't know if there's any correlation, but um, if you listen to Sean James, that album he had with that song Hell Hell, yeah. it's like dang, dang, dang. it's like really like bluesy, very... very dark bluesy sounding. But yeah. I don't know if it was a lyrics or something, but that happened when I was playing that song. So. Dang. No, um, that explains though why certain videos, cause Isaac before we even did the podcast, he would watch like these, like, you know, paranormal videos and stuff like that. And I still do. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I was like, I would freak the F out. I'd be like, Isaac, don't play that. There was an episode, I think of Ghost Adventures where you were telling me about they were investigating this thing. And see, my problem is like with my abilities, like I can now, more so than ever. I used to be able to do this regularly, but now it's like heightened to like the 10th degree. Like it's crazy. Like when someone is telling me a story, obviously, you know, as a human, you picture what they're trying to say, but like I am literally getting visions of what is going on. And Isaac was telling me about this girl who I guess was like depressed or not depressed. No, I mean, that could lead to oppression and lead to mm. whatever, but she was possessed and she, I guess maybe fighting for her soul because eventually essentially with possession you're fighting something for your vessel yeah you know and so i guess she was and she jumped off the bridge or something oh she was yeah running like i don't know if she was running naked but running and because the whole saw- episode was they went to a guy's place uh that they well he was possessed because after the exorcism when they were doing it it was pretty intense but they said the neighbor across from the other side of the house like i guess their their backyard neighbors that were across from them Right, had a girl who was possessed who ran down the street, uh, and then was standing on top of, I guess, a medium area that went down to a ditch area, and she was floated above it because someone saw her floating, and she basically landed and then jumped off head first into the ditch, basically snapped her neck. And that right there, just him telling me that, Mm -hmm. like it, like you can even ask Isaac. Like I was like, shut it off, shut it off, don't tell me any, like, don't tell, like, it. It's it's hard being like when you have abilities and like I've noticed it throughout like everything makes sense now. All of the things, the crazy stuff that I felt like, you know, prior to fully embracing my abilities, it makes all sense. Like I know like watching certain horror movies, like it, it just it just did not sit w- well with me. Like I think Paranormal Activity, there's probably nothing there, mm. but the feelings and stuff that's how i know too it's good acting if i'm feeling what the actors are feeling right which i i don't know why that's just been something i felt like my entire childhood i've actually from tiktok and that's why i kind of like the app you know some of the stuff is stupid on there but um it's a lot of connections that you can and experiences being shared and this one psychic was like, yeah, like I couldn't understand like why I would watch movies and I get it. It's supposed to make you feel upset and stuff, but I was feeling what the actor was feeling. Like I didn't understand. And, um, one movie that I know it did it for me a lot was, um, uh, what should we call it? What's that movie? Hunger Games. Like Katniss's character. Um, yeah, I could feel what she was going through. Now, something I've learned, uh-huh. um, Going back to music, so we went off on a tangent. Yeah, sorry. But I thought that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting, like, theorized thing to yeah. throw in there. Um, one of the questions I had for uh, our lead investigator, Brandon, when uh-huh. it comes to the paranormal, um, we were investigating a place that had Indian tribes, or uh-huh. Indians, uh, Indians, Native Americans there. Uh-huh. And um, I was asking, why don't we play some, you know, Native American music? To, you know, connect with them, to show them that we mean peace, we you know, we're, we're not here at, you know, you know, just you know, take their land or whatever like that. And he goes, that'd be a good idea, except for the fact that we don't know if the music we're playing is a warring tribe. Yeah. Because it could come sense. off as aggressive or something like that. So, uh, heads up to any would-be paranormal investigators or current ones, don't do that unless you know the tribe that's there and you can find the music that's associated with them. Yeah. Then that makes sense. Um, I guess it would go the same for like, most other things when it comes to warringness, like yeah. you don't want to play a genre of music that might piss somebody off. I know if I was dead and you played country, I would be upset. Yeah, he's extremely not a fan of I country, start, and neither am I. I'd go full poltergeist. <laughs> Shut it off. <laughs> flipping things over and shit. But, but yeah. So music has a lot of pull. Has a lot of you know could bring. I mean, when you think about it, music has helped a lot of people out of you know, depression out of, you know, cope with certain things and all of that. 
Now, here are creepy things that bands have done uh, within music to create a more airier tone. One mm-hmm. I particularly heard uh, from a band called Grilly Estates. Mm-hmm. Um, it lasted, for, I think, I don't think they're still making music. I don't know. I don't think so. I've never heard anything new from them. In the last. I still listen to them on the bus going 20, to school. 2015, 2016. Yeah. I think it was the last time I heard anything new from them. Um, very good band, metalcore, very aggressive, but they had a song. Uh, I feel like if you don't like that kind of music, don't listen to them. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had a song called Seven Hours. Mm-hmm. And what, one thing they did in, in the, in the, in the song that I thought was particularly creepy was, um, well, the terminology was called tunnel vocals before mm-hmm. tunnel vocals was actually a term that means something else. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was basically what you did is you put a microphone at the end of a hallway, a long hallway, and the person singing or whatever at the other end of the hallway. And the natural, uh, reverb in the hallway would create a sound that made it sound like you're singing or you're talking from the bottom of a well. Ew, that right? is weird. And There's some weird stuff people can do with that. Yeah. And, uh, the, the line was seven hours. Oh, I forgot the actual lyric, but basically that was a gist of it. It was a girl singing it. And the way it sounded, the song sounded really creepy and weird. It's like, how did they do that? And I looked up, like, I guess a, uh, a YouTube video of them actually making the album and they talked about how they achieved that sound was putting that because the producer said, you know, put the microphone in the hall because he had a hallway in his building where he recorded that was like all stone. Like all concrete and stone and stuff like that. And it had a natural reverb, uh, reverb, reverb in it. And yeah. it created. So if you were one end and somebody on the other end, it sounded like echoey, right? Weird, so he yeah. did it with a microphone and that's how he achieved that sound. And I think Underoath did it, uh, in one of their songs too. Yeah. That's creepy. But yeah, I was, I remember telling my brother, like when we do, if we ever did that album, that we would do that just to create that kind of tone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are like little things that bands have done. Uh, adding other sound and stuff like that to scare you. You know what's weird? You know what trend I'm seeing a lot hmm. with TikTok is, um, people say, what was the album that scared the shit out of you? You know, what was hmm. the, the, uh, and people picking these bands. Granted, they're miscued or not miscued. They're like real, like, you gotta find them to know them. Mm-hmm. But they're, um, we call it very ambient, which is, a, I guess, the essence of creating fear. Yeah. But certain tones and frequencies are used to create certain sounds. Uh, I know that the album that scared me when I first heard it, it has nothing to do with that kind of genre, is Infinite Annihilator Song. Oh, you know what I'm talking gosh, about? Yeah. Was it, uh, Unholy? Oh, was that, uh... Another band, if you don't, <laughs> like, even I can, like, I, I'm at a level where I don't know if I can, like, listen to them. Like, they're, they're, they're oh. very, like, you find the name of the song all so you... over the place and yeah. chaotic. You know what's another band that was like kind of like all over the place and chaotic was I wrestled a bear once, but that was a female vocalist. They so were more pretty... grindcore than anything. Yeah, but uh, see there, uh, unholy grave birth. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, like you know, you know, it doesn't help the metal metal uh, stereotype, the name and everything. Yeah, no, but what made it extremely like they use like orchestrated strings mm-hmm. that carry that creepy tone, like oh that. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, that 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 tone, but what they made it sound was like a baby crying, right? With like that that sound. Oh, also, when I get after that, I'm gonna tell another instrument that creates that, um, that stringy metal, like like a violin string playing on like like steel or something, right? And they had a baby crying, and then the baby crying turned into like somebody going. Bleh, bleh. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. And that was when crazy. I heard that, I was like, "What the fuck?" When I heard, it, <laughs> and then I went to the song, which the song is pretty awesome. If you listen to it, stuff like that, but that created a sense of fear of listening to it. I know they've actually had I reaction know, videos think, of showing people listening to it. Yeah, I think that don't listen well, to that music at all. I feel like they're like <laughs> they tiptoe on that line of like what's too much and what's not. No, so, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but no, there's an instrument. I forgot the name of it. I don't know. There even is a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people have seen it. It's like almost like a big metal triangle sheet mm-hmm. that's hollow that has these uh, wired strings that are attached to the top of it that create the sounds of horror mm-hmm. that people are associated with horror. Like if you rub the like a, a like a drummer's mallet they use for like a like a like, a, like I guess like playing a tamp a tambourine. Trump, what's the 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 T sounding drums that people see in orchestras use? I forgot, and I was. I forgot band. too. I know it was a band for years. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, 
those like it's a stick with like a cotton ball at the end of it. Yeah. Um, those mallets, right? They would use he would use those, and he would basically when he rubs it, it creates that sound, and then he would hit it, and it creates like that low bass, and then he would get like a a violin, you know, uh, bow, yeah, and play against the metal strings, and it sounded like. Yeah, I hate that. I don't know. For me, that sound, I can't take it. Like, it's like one of those sounds that I just ugh, Yeah. Like. And he, like, he pl- plucked the strings and it created that sound. It just like that instrument alone, if, I, if there's even a name for it, that's like these, you, you, all you need is that to have like a sound check for a horror film. Ugh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what, uh, what, 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 talk about your, uh, your top five favorite bands? Which is a subject with uh with our old podcast NYAC. Um, I really, you know, you threw me for a loop. I don't really because my five have been there. So for a I while think now. right now the constants is Norma Jean, um, Fit for a King, and Palais Royale, which isn't really like a heavy heavy band, but his vocals are really like up there, like. I like, like, I don't know what it is about his voice. Have you ever had where it might be, this can resonate with pop, R&B, even rap. Um, you just heard a voice and you're just like, I like that voice. <laughs> and his is that for me. Um, well, I guess you're, you're thinking about your other two, cause I know you're always on four and five, but one thing that, um, I know Brandon will be like, <laughs> cause he's listening. Uh, one thing that I know is weird that associated with, with, um, with darkness is one of the first bands I heard talk with a subject matter of dark, but the not, not his voice, but the song alone was Breaking Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, I just forgot the name of the damn song. So cold. There you go. Okay. Yeah, so cold was um, associated with with darkness, especially the video and everything like that. But the sound of it, because when I first listened to music, because I'm maybe thirty four, I'm thirty three. I mean, my listening, I listen to stuff like back to mainstream metal, like System of a Down, Slipknot, you know, um, Papa Roach and Breaking Benjamin, Marilyn Manson, stuff like that. That stuff from the early 2000s, the corn. Um, and not a lot of them chose dark tones. They were aggressive tones. Slipknot's purely aggressive. So that's stuff they talked about. And most of the stuff was dark, especially the Iowa album. But, um, when I heard So Cold, that was like rock, but with like a gothic feel. Yeah, and they're not particularly that genre that that way, but that his voice when it created that I liked a lot. Um, I guess what you're trying to get with Palais Royale, his voice is surrounded with that, like if if like, there was a gothic singer, but uh, for like rock music. Yeah, he's got like a lot of, he's got a good voice, like he can create those haunting moments. Mm. Um, but he's also got a lot of grut, grut, grit, grit, <laughs> grit. <laughs> You got that grunt over there? We need to fill that hole. <laughs> yeah, so he's got that and and um like he actually covered that night in white satin song and it's like I liked it. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I'm going to have to pass on the torch to you cuz I have no clue what my Oh yeah, cause my five have been the same yeah. forever. And this is a little fun facts about it. Oh, okay, okay. What? Slipknot is probably in there. Yeah. For real. Like I I you know, listen to Slipknot quite often. Um yeah, and this is a little more information about us. So if you guys want to know these things, uh, number one has been number one for a while, and has not left its throne as number one is AFI. So much I got them tattooed on me. All right, um, number two uh, has been my favorite since I first heard them back in two thousand six, two thousand five, late two thousand five, early two thousand six. Motionless and White, mm-hmm. right? Which is funny horror thing, yeah. metal horror band, right? I would, I would call them, he's his genre almost like the Marilyn Manson, Alice Cooper of metalcore. Like he yeah. was like that, that imagery and stuff like that to create that sound. Um, number three, which just throws people off because I, I don't know if a lot of people know who they are. Uh, Muse. I think so. I think more so than any of the other well, bands. They're big all across the world, not so big in America. Yeah. Not as big as they are. Like they play arenas in across like other countries and stuff like that, right? They come here, they play maybe like, I don't know. Auditorium with theater, right? Um, number four, uh, Slipknot, mm-hmm. right? As they've been for a long time. Um, and number five, Metallica. Oh, yeah. I guess I could say Metallica. I listen to them. Metallica is a band that I could listen to there, except for the Saint Anger album, but I could no, listen that, to. If you ask any real Metallica <laughs> fan, Saint Anger album does not exist. Yeah, but like, I, I, you know, those are bands that I could like listen to almost all their albums and be like, yeah, like, so. 
But yeah, that's top five for Bama top five. Uh, 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 who is contender for top five was now, I guess number six is a uh, little hurricane, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, they have to give me some more before they reach that title. <laughs> yeah, no, they're a good indie band. If you, if you like indie music, like softer rock, um, that's still got a little bit of, if, you know, punch to it. Uh, listen to the little hurricane. They're really good. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to themes of the paranormal, I always have to give it to metal and rock. Now, even, um, I just, well, quick thing at the end. I'm not saying that hip hop and rap don't have it. There are a few rap oh, artists yeah. that, that do choose darker lyrics, like Tyler Creator, um, and his earlier stuff. Um, Scarlord, uh, I think was one that I found that is very aggressive with his lyrics, um, yeah. and the rap. People- I think too, we, we don't touch on the other subject, uh, other genres just because we don't listen to the other genres not as much. As yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, there might be a trickling of a pop song or like a trickling of a hip hop song that I like. But, yeah, most of my playlists are rock genre music. Well, it's because, the, I mean, that to reiterate, and I guess the final closings of this episode, the macabre, the obscene, the dark, the, the, the scary, the paranormal, don't associate with well with music that's supposed to be popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People like to be afraid, but they don't like to be afraid at certain times. Yeah. When they watch a horror movie. Other than that, they don't want anything to associate with it. Yeah. So that's why those those themes are always associated with punk, rock, metal, all stuff like that. The aggressive, the outlaw, the rebellious, the the outcast music, you would say. Mm-hmm. And even with rap and hip-hop, even so much. But it's 90, like a budget percent of themed is within the rock genre and all mm-hmm. different little branches that come off it. Um, Which is kind of the reason why we chose. I mean. Yeah. It's to say this: If you're in the paranormal and you're in ghost hunting stuff like that, it's a good chance you like rock music of some kind. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I think so. I've, I've kind of like put that together almost like just from talking to other people. Yeah. Um. It's normally normally either hip hop or um or hip hop. That sounds like so like nineties <laughs> rap or um rock it, music. It, I mean, there's subgenres, but we don't know who they are. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like, like they probably named one off that we didn't even know. Like, I say, like, like grindcore. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You know, like, it's like death metal. No, it's a form of death metal. It's more aggressive. See, I go, was it, uh, there was that TikTok saying, like, metal music is like science, right? Like, there's all different things. Like, like, uh, like people say, like, this is science and that is science. And like, it's saying, like, this is metal. That is like, no, you freaking idiot. This is progressive grindcore. This is totally different from, from alternative death metal. It's like, you know, you go into that level of, we know what they are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it's a little bit of a chill down compared to last week's. Because when I re-listened while I was editing, I was like, dang, this is brutal. <laughs> Creepy pastas. But just allowing you to look into our world a little bit. Yeah. Knowing us a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Friday um, this week, bonus episode with Erica. Erica, yeah. Um, and make sure to check out the blog as well. Um, I'm going to start doing more regular postings. Um, there's going to be a behind the scenes interview also with, you know, like added on more from what our, um, cause there's only so much you could talk about in an hour. Yeah. Um, a little bit more background and stuff on Erica and her paranormal stuff and all of that on, and a little bit of what we talked about or going to talk about in the interview is going to also be in that. Um, check that out. That should be released Friday too. So. Yeah. Um, as always, guys, check out our social medias at, uh, Hidden in the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Shaw 6 on Twitter, Hidden in the Podcast 2, uh, on TikTok. Uh, we do post stuff on there. Yeah. Now and then. Um, also our website, we'll get links to all our social medias is Hidden in the Shadows podcast, uh, dot com. Um, we also get where you see the blog and you see mm-hmm. other things and our future merch. Um, which is coming. It is coming. It is officially. Oh yeah, you showed me some shirt mock-ups. It's pretty yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, um, and the stickers. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It'll probably be here by the end of May. I also, think so. Check out the paranormal team that we are a part of called No Quarter Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Instagram, uh, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I think No Quarter Paranormal for all three. I don't think you had to subdivide. No, I think uh, Twitter is Twitter is something. I'll um. I'm going to start making a post after these episodes that are called, uh, bits of the episode and literally any kind of thing that we talk about in the, whether it's like articles or 
um, links, stuff like that all be on one posting. So if you want to check out anything we talk about in the episode, you can see it. So we'll also put the social media in no quarter. Yeah. So go check those things out yes. and, uh, give them a like, follow, whatever, you know, show some yep. love. Um, and as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes. 